question for this week is how to best respond if children who are not yours, i.e. nieces and nephews, ask sensitive questions. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. So this question about nieces and nephews or children that ask us questions when they're not our own children is a great one because it demonstrates that in our culture, talking about puberty, bodies and sex is still really taboo. And in fact, it's super taboo with children and even more taboo with other people's children. And it's not surprising because um, we, most of us in the English speaking world, might live in a culture or a country that has a history of horrible instances of child sexual abuse and so it's really easy to lump everything to do with sex and puberty and bodies and all those things into one thing so that abuse but also education and really useful information all gets mushed up together in this one packet so it's really hard to do the good stuff which is the education um, and obviously like completely just say no to all the bad stuff. So that's probably why this question is so important for us to answer. I remember a mum telling me a story about her kids. Uh, she has two daughters and they're walking through the streets of Edinburgh with her mum. So there was a grandma and a granddaughter and a mum and a daughter. And they're walking along and um, very happily and there was a conversation happening here between the mum and the daughter and a conversation happened to you with the granddaughter and the grandma. And after that was quite a long walk through the streets and looking at the shops, the um, grandma came back to the daughter and said, oh, wow, your daughter just asked me questions about um, how babies are made and what is sex and all the things. We've had this really lovely conversation. Now, when the mum was telling me this story, she felt really hurt because it was sort of like, her, her mother had taken away a part of parenting that she felt was her responsibility and just done it, right? Because this granddaughter had asked her a question as they were walking along and, and the grandmother felt comfortable to answer. So whether or not you think conversations should only happen with parents is immaterial. The fact is some people are really good askable, approachable, willing adults. And some adults maybe don't give off that same vibe. They may be completely open to um, answering questions and giving information. But if the child doesn't feel like they are one of those people, then they're not going to be so willing to answer questions. So let's get to the three points that are going to help you if you are ever in this situation. Point one. If a child asks you a question about puberty, body, sex, or how babies are made, or anything related to that, it is a credit to you. It means you are an approachable adult who they trust and who they think might be able to answer their questions. So point one is to be really delighted and honored that you have been put in this situation. I suppose the other thing to say is that um, just because parents um, aren't asked these questions of their own children, it doesn't mean that parent has done something wrong or bad. It just means that the child doesn't see them as someone to go to for this part of their education or this particular question. And that won't have um, happened on purpose. It may be that life is super busy and perhaps this parent or us or 
our best friend has just not known how to give our child permission to ask us these questions because children do need permission to ask these questions sometimes it don't it doesn't necessarily come naturally for all children point two when a child does come to ask us a question like this about puberty bodies or sex it's most likely that you won't have had a chance to go to their parent beforehand and find out if their parent wants you to answer those questions or not and so it's general courtesy to not answer the question until you've spoken to a parent first so your answer might look something like this this is a great question you've asked me and I'm so glad you did. Smart kids need information about all these sorts of things to do with bodies and puberty. Um, I'm not sure of the answer, so let me find out for you and I'll get back to you. That is one way to kick for touch. Now, when I say kick for touch, that is a rugby term that I learnt when I moved to Ireland because uh, I was not brought up in a rugby playing family, but I've married into one. So kicking for touch is when you... I think I've got this right. When you kick the ball, so you're making ground, right? But it actually goes over the sideline. So you've made ground down the pitch, but um, it goes out of play. So essentially that's what you're doing when you're saying, I'll find out the information for you and get back to you. You're making progress because you're saying, oh yeah, I love the question. I'm gonna get the information. The trick is you need to then go to that parent, maybe quickly ring them up and say, listen, I've just got this question. Um, would you like me to answer it? Uh, it's a real privilege. I understand it's a privilege and not every parent will be comfortable with someone answering a question like this. So I just wanted to check with you. And then if they say yes, then you answer the question. If they say no, you can go back to the child and say, you're never going to guess what I just realized that parents love answering this question the best. In fact, it's almost like a special treat for a parent to ask answer that question. So what I'm going to do is make sure I don't steal that special treat from your mum or your dad or your parent and I'll get them to give you the answer when you get home. And then it's really important to make sure that you say to the parent what you've told them so they can answer that question. And it may be that they need your help to kickstart this. So if you're taking that child home, for example, you can say in front of the child to the parent, we're home and guess what? I told Mary or whatever the name of the child is that you would answer the question about why does pubic hair grow on genitals? Or um, Mary's asked me this really most awesome question about how babies are made. And I told her that you were gonna be able to answer that because that's special parent job that they love the most. All right, so you're setting the scene for positivity and excitement. And you're also letting your um, niece or nephew know that you have absolutely told their parent and that now it's it's up to them. Point number three, when a child has asked a question like this for you, it can feel really sensitive and complicated to actually contact the parent. So how much do you care about this child that has asked this question? And that's the question really, because if you care enough about them, you will willingly maybe not excitedly, but willingly put yourself in a situation that feels hard, which would be ringing up or talking to your sister or brother-in-law or whatever and just saying, what happened? Now, there are some ways that you can make this easier for yourself and uh, the parent of the child who asked you the question. And it would be by stating emotions that they might be feeling because you are talking about this stuff. So you could say, look, I know this will probably be awkward and embarrassing and you might feel hurt. Um, 
right? So you frame all the negative things that they might feel and then you go in to say, but I know you love your kid and I want to tell you something they told me so that um, you can do what you think is best. And then just go ahead and say, they asked me this question about uh, how babies are made. Because what you've done there is you have framed the question with, look, I know this is awkward and you've named some emotions. So if those emotions do come up, then the parent doesn't sort of get surprised by them. You've said how much you know they care about their child and then you've given them the information that you have about their child so that they can do what is best for them and their kid. So let's sum up these three points. First point, you can say to your to the child who is asking, you are awesome for asking that question. That is the best sort of question. Point two, you don't know if you're allowed to answer this question, so you are going to kick for touch with your with this child who's asked you and say, that's a really awesome question. Let me get back to you. And you, as quick as you can, contact their parents to see if you can seize the day. And if you can't seize the day, then you are going to set that child up for success with their parent by um, telling the parent what the question is so they can answer it. And point three, make it easy for the parent you are talking to by naming some of the emotions they might feel when they hear you talk about the fact that the, their child, their lovely gorgeous child, has asked you a sensitive question. Make it easy for them using the three steps of name and emotion. Second step was um, acknowledge that you know they love their kid. And third step was give them the information that you have. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And while I've got you here, can I ask for your help? Would you write a review for sitting in a car? When you do that, other parents just like you are able to find the help and support they need to do this part of their parenting even better. Thanks for that and bye for now.